0: Yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Like, there's no way a guy, you know, X, going to get into that position uh, to get hurt if he does not get held up. He's too big, he's too strong, he's going to go through that and or be in a position. And and he gets grabbed, and, and they talk to us that he got just pushed. And it just doesn't make any sense. It just... You know, um, it's frustrating that a guy gets hurt on a play like that. That um, obviously is an illegal play. Judd's Hockey Show, Dean Everson, Wild Coach upset. So, if um, if we could go flashback to Econogov and say previously on JHS, I think that the camera would show a couple of guys smiling and regaling you with stories of great hopes for this hockey team and me telling you not to fear a couple losses at the time and, uh, and us being very optimistic. Well, there's been a plot twist thrown in here. Now where to start? We'll start here. Uh, COVID has, has canceled uh, three of the last five games that the wild has played. In the meantime, the games that they have played Buffalo and Dallas, they lost uh, a stinker to Buffalo three, two in a shootout at home. And then Dean Everson was talking after their seven to four loss on Monday in which with Jared Spurgeon already having been re-injured lower body, Declan Goff in the uh, Sabres game and out for an undetermined amount of time. We now add Yule Erickson eck to the mix with what sounds like a shoulder injury, upper body. And he is going to almost certainly, in fact, I would say both of them are going to miss the January 1st winter classic against the blues. And so suddenly the Wild has a four-game losing streak. They've lost two absolutely huge players. Um, and the next time they're, they're supposed to play now, because their Thursday game against the Red Wings was canceled due to, or I should I should say postponed due to COVID, is Monday in Winnipeg when the league is set to resume from a longer-than-scheduled winter break that was caused by COVID. The problem is, as of right now, uh, going back and forth over the border in Canada, because of COVID has become extremely difficult. So we're not even sure that the Wild is going to play on Monday. Other than that, Declan Goff, everything is hunky-dory.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, raining at pours right now, not just for the Wild, but um, for nearly everyone in the NHL, and you knew eventually that the Wild were going to face some type of adversity. I mean, I'll say if the NHL is going to do this little pause for the season because of COVID and the holidays, um, no better time to get healthy and not be you know, losing players to more injuries or trying to get players more healthy in Spurgeon and X, so uh, un- unfortunately, yes, those two players have been key cogs and the wild have been on a bit of a skid here But I-, I actually would say I can make the argument that a pause is good for this wild team right now I think they need a pause. They need to refresh and just get healthy and Hopefully everyone's uh, staying safe and is- they're able to get that winter Classic going. I'm going to the game So selfishly, I want the winter Classic to happen not just because the wild are in it I'm going to the game as a fan I don't know if you will- you would be covering it uh, in-, in press row, but I'm going to go there as a fan My brother is coming into town I'm sure we'll have very overpriced domestic beers and we won't be making asses of ourselves at all at at target field. Uh, But I'm looking forward to that game. But uh, for the wild's sake, I think honestly the the, the pause is a good thing for this team.
0: I think the pause would be a great thing if the pause were what it was supposed to be. I think the problem is the stops and the starts and the lack of practice time. And now the team is completely off. They need some work. Um, If they were about to get Eck and Spurgeon back, I'd say, yeah, sure take some time off, get healthy. But those both look like they could be long-term problems. And the wild was on a a nice roll here. Now they're not. And you would like to have had them have a chance at least um, tomorrow night against Detroit to break out of that slump with a home win against a very, what I consider to be an exciting young Red Wings team. Mm -hmm. That's now gone. So like I don't see a big benefit to this pause because one you don't know when it's going to to end because there's no guarantee that game against the Jets and Winnipeg gets played. And sure. two um this b- because of how they started the pause now you can't practice. So like there's they're going to go away um which I guess might help a little bit, but hockey players and coaches are creatures of of habit. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody knows exactly when we're going to start again. And if we start again, can you travel across the border? And, and this is just, to me, um, COVID-wise, it's just a situation that really becomes difficult because this team was on such a roll at one time. The Winter Classic, I think, gets played. I don't think it's canceled. I, I think that's fine. Um, but just as far as the sanity of this team and the fact that I think that they are a good team, and I and the fact that there are definitely hopes here, normalcy returning at some point in time soon would be really nice.
1: It would. It would. Yeah. It it, it stinks that we're here. Um, you know, the the Omicron virus has definitely been more contagious. We're learning more and more about it each day. It's fluid, just like all the other buzzwords you can use for COVID in almost the last two years now, but. Yeah, it, it would be nice if they could play a Red Wings team that, yeah, is on the up and up, but definitely still beatable. I think the Canadian part, i.e. Winnipeg, makes things incredibly difficult. Like, I, I don't know what the league's going to do there. Um, I don't know if they're just going to return to a Canadian bubble like they did last year. Uh, I, It's it's going to be really strange on that part. But, you know, for the Wild's sake, <clears throat> if you lose Joel Eriksson, I think, long-term, what do you do here? Um, I think the easy scenario is, well, Marco Rossi gets called up. And that's where you want to go. Uh, he's leading the team in points. He's off to a hell of a start. This is his first time playing organized hockey in a long time. But that would be the easy swap in, swap out. Bill Guerin uh, said the other day, I believe, that you know he has to earn that opportunity. You know, Garrett's not just going to hand out one. But you really can't afford to just throw in Victor Rask and Nick Bugstead and say, hey, you guys go play 17 minutes a night now. I think the best way to replace Joel Eriksson-Eck is just to call up Marco Rossi.
0: Goudreau will play more. Um, we'll de- definitely move back to the center position on, on a full-time basis. But yeah, I mean, this all depends on the real question is, is this, what do you want this season to be? Right? Because yeah, I, I mean, Nick Bukestead, um as a face-off guy and as a fourth line wing has developed into a, like, that's a really good role, but, if you start to ask him to play top six, I mean, I'm sorry, that doesn't work. But this really, and, and I mean, this is Dex, this is the question that we don't know the answer to completely. What does Bill Guerin, Evison, and this franchise, what do they see themselves as? True contenders? Um, a team on the rise? Like, we don't know that. We We've all got opinions and we've all got theories. And the future is certainly from a, a prospect standpoint, and we'll get to that, looks bright. But like the right here and now with a team that, that, you know, has spent basically up until Christmas in first place in the Central Division, for the most part, until now playing really well, what do they see themselves as? And, and are they willing to call Rossi up, speed up his progress in the name of, or for the sake of the now and and like, like we can debate that and talk about that. And I'd be curious to see it, but ultimately it doesn't really matter what we think. It matters what Bill Guerin and Evison think. And that's the thing that we think we sort of have ideas, but we certainly don't know completely.
1: Yeah. I I don't think there's any rush necessarily to make a panic move. Um, Yeah. They they've lost some games here, but they've built the cushion and then that's, that's what happens. And they're in swoon season. We thought the Wild would be able to avoid the swoon season. But, you know, that was just us, I think, also having our pie, in, uh, having our heads in the sky and thinking that because the Wild are off to such a great start and the vibe feels different that they won't hit a big swoon. But, look, it's inevitable. You're going to hit a swoon. Colorado got off to a poor start this year. Now it looks like they're turning things on, and they could potentially then be the sleeping giant that everyone thought they'd be. Um, but if you don't make a move for Rossi and you just want to wait it out with Eck, that's fine. But if if you continue to lose games and you're not the team you were without Eck, well, then then you do have to make some type of move. Um, y- you have to. Even with how the collection of group that help you get to one point, you have to be better than that. Um, so, you know, is that Thomas Hurdle in San Jose? Maybe. Is that someone else that we haven't mentioned before? Who knows? Um, but I'm curious what they do. if If they indeed kind of just muddle the waters here because they could play 500 hockey and still be fine, you know, over the next month, they could play because they built such a good cushion, but they can't get into a situation where they're losing back-to-back games and, and they're swooning again. That, that's, that would be the dire situation you don't want to see.
0: Well, and, and by swoon, we talked about the what seems to be, in the past, the traditional wild meltdown. Like, you knew that they were going to have rough stretches. That's natural. The wild though falls into these ruts of eight or nine consecutive defeats, which is a true swoon. So they they're at four right now. They're not to that point. But that was what I you know when, when we went through the schedule, and I think we started that exercise basically for the month of February, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or March. March. Pretty much. Um mm-hmm. that was my fear of a swoon. It was like a literal nine or ten game meltdown here. So again. I'm curious to see if they can stop this. But I do think it would be easier to stop it if if you were playing and practicing some. And like we don't know when they're going to start back up again and then they're going to hit the Winter Classic and and you know, we we could talk about focus Declan, but until that game is done, that's going to be the focus. Like everyone's sure. going to be talking about the Winter Classics coming, the Winter I I mean personally, if I'm a G- GM or coach, I hate that thing. Cause it's like, I just want to play normal games like as fans. It's great. It's fun. But like, if you are our Dean, you just want your team as focused as possible on the next game. And the problem is they don't know when that game is going to be. And so I'm not making excuses, but I think this is, is where for, for not just the wild, a lot of teams, it gets dicey, right? Cause like, yeah. you're not quite sure when you're going to play again. And in a, the wild's case, or I guess the blue's, all of the focus now is, yeah, but let's talk about the winter classic. It's like, we'd like to just play hockey games again. You know? Right.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally don't think the jets game happens just with Canada. Um, if that game was in the continental United States, it probably has a better chance of happening, but it's in Canada and Canada has tight restrictions. So they're probably not going to, I, I would say it's probably very likely the wild won't play a game until the winter classic, uh, which is obviously now like 10 days from now as mm-hmm. we record this on a Wednesday. So mm-hmm. It's going to be a long time before they play again, which, again, I think is good. I, I I do think it's good. I think it allows them to rest and recover, and I know that they're just circling that game, and it's nice. It's just, I, I think it's, it's good for their mental state. I think it's a good thing for them. I personally do. Um, but when they get out of that Winter Classic, you got to go to Ottawa. Again, might yeah. be canceled. But then, you get... Boston in Beantown, home yep. against the Capitals, and then on the road against the Jets again. And the Canada situation is so difficult. So you have difficult teams to schedule. Like getting out of this skid is yep. going to be interesting because, and, and that's that's to your point of all right, we have this, you know, sideshow of a game. I, I love the Winter class, but it's a sideshow. It's a sideshow of yep. a game. And then yep. we don't know if we're going to Canada, and then we possibly have to go to the Bruins and also play the Capitals. So two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. If if. This team can truly handle adversity. We're, we're going to figure it out very early in the new year. We will.
0: And so to be clear here, as a fan, I think this is going to be fun. The winter classic is cool. Yeah. Like, like it's a very cool thing. If I was Garen or Dino, I hate the winter classic and I hate Christmas and I hate right now. You've lost your players. They get to go home. I don't know where they are. And, and what I really hate if I'm in their shoes is this one. Okay, great, recharge right, but it's COVID, and I can't bubble you up, baby. Like you're out with family and stuff, and so so the lack of control. I've always said this: if I coached or or managed a team, the loss of control of your players in season to me would be such a pain in the ass because now I don't know what you're doing, where you are, are you are you trying to to stay in shape? Which, by the way, some guys one thousand percent will. And some guys 1,000% won't. Um, I can't have you practice. Like, the, these are all the things. Like, I get the whole recharging. And and if you can do that in a couple of days, awesome. That's great. But we're literally talking now about losing guys for a week. Like, they yeah. they backed up this. So that's where, if I'm in their shoes, I hate it. As a fan, I don't really care. But if I was Dean, and now, you know, what's Capri's like I guess he's like with Spurgeon's family or something I don't don't know. So right. so there's a lot of pitfalls and perils here. A uh, sure. question. Yeah. Bigger loss because they both look to be potentially long term Spurgeon or Eck?
1: Uh I would say Eck. I would say Eck. Um he is kind of the key cog in that middle and if you lose him, the the depth of good centers. You and I, I think had that conversation. This was even like before that got hurt, obviously, but we were just talking about how the, the lack of good centers. There's you can plug in Goudreaux, the Rask, the Bukestead as a swing center, right? Like you can right. you can find and call up those guys and plug and play with them. But in general, I mean if you're a cup contending team like the Wild Aspire to be and look like they have been for the first few months, you can't be playing those guys and expect to be taken seriously. Um Spurgeon I think means more to his group. Like Jared Jared Spurgeon is the captain and he's a damn good player and, and does plays all three facets of the game. But I think X loss is more magnified because now your, your entire offense looks very muddied. It looks muddled. He he's, he's a key cog. His line is very important to the team. I think X loss is more important than Spurgeon's or more, more dangerous than Spurgeon's.
0: I think I agree because of the depth thing. Um and, and I I think if you have so Spurgeon's a a big loss, so I am not discounting his loss one bit. His losses hurts a lot. But I guess in my opinion or in my mind, Spurgeon's out, but Brodeen's still playing, right? So Brodeen playing, like Brodeen's a great stabilizer. And I mean he's a great player. Um and so I think you still have a defenseman in Brodeen who I, I would consider to easily slide into, and or just flat out be your best defenseman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Eck is not on the first line, per se, but I don't think that there's a debate. He is your best center. So I think you're, I think you're right, given the depth or lack thereof at certain spots on th- this team, because Spurgeon being replaced by Ben, like, don't get me wrong there. That's a big deal. Like, that's a big step down. But at least Brodeen's presence provides stability on the blue line um that and and I feel like Eck provides stability at center, and I'm not sure that it's replaced Hartman, I like a lot, but I mean he's still he's still a guy that got moved from wing and he's a really nice player, but i he doesn't like jump to mind like brodeen right. jumps to mind like okay, you still got him uh Hartman doesn't, so I think I agree and yeah, I am just so curious to see what the move is now, especially if if this is going to, to be a you know shoulder that needs surgery. And if Erickson X is going to be out for weeks, if not months, you know, does Bill Guerin go right now and try and make a trade and trade a prospect or draft picks, which I think he is loathed to do, mm-hmm. uh, to get that player, or does Bill Garin say, We're not close enough to really being that team yet to make that trade. I think he's being sincere when Bill talks about, I really like this team and this roster and the pushback against, you know, Judd, Declan, the rest of you, would you shut up and quit talking about (laughs) going out and trying to trade for a top line center? I think he's being sincere about that one. But this does change the dynamic, at least some it has to.
1: It one hundred percent does. I mean, they tried out Drill as that top line center and it was fine, but it wasn't what they thought they'd be though so they thought it would be. So they move him back obviously with Polino and Greenway. And by the way, Greenway's banged up, not long term, but he's banged up too. So you lose the whole cohesiveness of that line. Um, I will say the player that looked that got the most benefit of that was Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala's two goals against the stars. And in general, just looks like he's starting to break out a little bit more. So We talked about the pause being a good thing for the team. Well, we can make the case that now, Kevin Fiala gets hot.
0: I don't like the pause. Way yeah. too long a pause. You like the pause. I, I like
1: the, the pause. pause. Give him a couple
0: I, days off. Get him back here. Get him on the
1: ice. But, uh, but now with, with Fiala... Game trending in the right direction with the pause. That is kind of bad news. I mean, it is. It. it, I I want this guy to start scoring more goals, and he had a a good game against Dallas and looked a lot stronger against Buffalo. I was there on Thursday. You missed Jared Spurgeon bobblehead night. I still can't believe. Unfortunately, John misses. I have two of them. I have two two. of them. Oh, you
0: didn't tell me you got two.
1: I have one that they gave me, and our friend of the show, Patrick Donnelly of the AP, also volunteered his in return. In his return, he said, "You just need to buy him a beer at and We'll call it square."
0: I'll buy him. I'll buy him a case of Surly, baby. For that, I know you would. I just I want my would. one. I don't need two. I just want one. That's right. COVID, man. COVID, COVID. yeah, Um. All right. It, it is the least surprising thing of all time, and I've been calling it, calling for this before COVID uh, reared its ugly head again. It's official now, though. The National Hockey League and the National Hockey League Player Association have. Hold out of the Olympics. They will not be going to Beijing for the
1: games. Your thoughts. Um, right decision to make right, right decision for sure. It, it stinks. I I'm not anti Olympics. Like you are. I think the Olympics are fun. They're a blast. I love summer. I love winter Olympics. I love all the activities. I'm I'm all in. I am that patriarch who is crying at the screen when the person wins the gold medal at the podium as tears going down their face. I'm not always proud of my country for the decisions they make, but at, but damn it, at the Olympics, I do love it. Um, I will say in this case with the vaccination or uh, quarantine, excuse me, requirements in across the country, all being different and the potential of losing a player for three weeks, um, due to quarantining and, and testing positive and all this stuff, right decision, completely right decision. Um, the wild are playing very well, there's that weird pause in February. Does that mean also like are they going to realign the schedule? Yeah. Are they just going to are they are going to have to, right? So I I I think personally it's a good thing. I I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Two week
0: break, right? I I think it was going to be a two week break or a two and a half week break. I think uh, it's
1: like two and a half.
0: What, what I've read was. What I've read is the agreement is probably going to be to give the players a week off and, and then come back in what was going to be the the second week of the Olympic break, Declan, and play games. Um, Building availability across the league is a problem when when the league did the schedule that had that had the players going to Beijing, what they told the teams was try and keep your building open just in case. But they Mm -hmm. didn't mandate it. And so some sites are going to have concerts booked and things booked. The X, I don't know. But basically what what they're going to have to do is try and reschedule games. I think in the second week of that break in buildings where the availability exists.
1: Yeah. the And the XL energy center is legitimately one of the busiest arenas in North America for events. Um, cause sports. I, I, I did a, I did a story on this a few years ago, working for a different outlet, always wondering why, cause it, and this has happened this year too. In October, when the NHL season starts, the Wild will have like stretches of three to four days off all the time. Mm-hmm. All the damn time while everyone else is still playing. And then mm-hmm. in March and February, it's a God, gosh dang sprint. I almost said something else. A gosh dang sprint to get through all through, through, through all, all these games in. And then you factor in the girls and boys state high school hockey tournaments that happen right? on, on March. Wrestling is there. It's legitimately one of the most chaotic buildings in the world. So I don't know what the Wild can do and what the Exo energy staff mostly can do to rearrange that. Um, you know, the Islanders had to play what 12 straight games, the road before their barn was, was finalized and whatnot. Um, I, I have no idea what they're going to have to do here because, because that, that arena is already usually filled up with concerts and events. So it might cause some huge issues for the wild.
0: Although, you know what, if, if they didn't give, give up the building during the Olympic break too much, it, it's not as bad. Uh, so They were scheduled to have um, February of this year. They were scheduled to play three games and it looks like all on the road. Um, But I wonder how much the building is booked. The second week of what was going to be the break decks was going to be Sunday, the 13th of February through Saturday, the 19th. So if the building is open for a couple of days there, they could definitely play games. And just to, to give you an example, of why I'm glad they're out of of the um, Olympic games. They were going to have in March, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 games. 16 games. Now, the problem that they have now, though, is because of the delayed COVID games, I bet they're going to try and put those games in February. So this Mm -hmm. is a mess. I don't know the poor person that makes the the, uh, schedule. I don't care if that person gets computer help. I'm sure they do. What a complete mess here's my idea though, dex, because you know you know a lot of guys are are I wouldn't say that they're upset, I think they're saddened because the Olympic games for players are important It's you know two thousand twenty two just about right I think, and this is not something that I'm the first to suggest, but it the more you think about it, it makes sense mm-hmm. put the hot put Olympic hockey in the summer games basketball is I mean that allows and I know it takes away from the sexiness of the winter games but if you want to have guys commit themselves to going and playing the summer games makes more sense if if it's going to be the top pros right if it's not screw it I, I don't care but I'm just saying you know this is the only sport I know Dex like big time sport that just sh- shuts the doors down I guess. The WNBA does too, but mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of shuttering your league in season. Right? What if they were to put, which I think would start with Paris in 2024? What if they were to put Olympic hockey in the Summer Games? Which, by the way, I'd watch. Yeah, I wouldn't you hate watch.
1: it. Yeah, I'd watch it. I love the Olympics, so I, I'm all for it. But from the in the in the sanity of the NHL not having to pause their season and whatnot. Um, I get down with it. It it does definitely from the Olympic side, take away the lure of ice hockey at the winter Olympics. So I can understand that's taking away. It sounds
0: sounds weird. Yeah,
1: it sounds weird, but but I can get get down with it.
0: it. I can get down with it. it. Mm -hmm. And this is only if they take these guys, like if they're, if they're like, now we can't, then that's fine. You know, if, if it's going to be amateurs and if it's not, if it's not going to be the, the, the best of the best, and it's going to be played in the winter games, I think I would prefer that it be like college kids. Not like, hey, I'm 37 years old and was playing in the AHL and just showed up. Um, But as weird as that sounds, I think that you and me and the rest of hockey fans would quickly get used to basically watching the sport in the Olympics in like July.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't hate that at all. I think that'd be kind of a cool idea.
0: Just a thought. Uh, no. All know. right, final thing. I know you don't care, but I do, and so damn it, this can be brief. But starting on on Sunday, Boxing Day, correct? Yep. World Junior Hockey Championships in, I believe, Alberta start. This is to me um the best hockey tournament going. It's it's the best of the best of of the kids, basically, but it's filled with prospects. The Wild has six prospects in the tournament total. I think the Red Wings have like eight or ten. It's ridiculous. But here are the six prospects, and I want you to give me the name of the player who, if you can at least dip in Declan Goff and watch a little bit of some game, you'd be curious to see. Um, I'm talking about the Wild's two first-round picks from 2021, their second-round pick from uh, 2021. And then two second-round picks and a fifth-round pick from 2020. Here are the players on Team Canada: two defensemen, Carlos Lambos and and Ryan O'Rourke. Late addition to the U.S. roster, a defenseman, second-round pick in 2021 from Grand Rapids, Jack Pert, who I guess was a surprise a surprise um, subtraction not being on, and now I don't know if it's because of COVID or what he is. Um, Go Huskies
1: so- when it goes St. Cloud State.
0: Exactly. Two forwards, Pavel Novak uh, from the Czech Czech Republic. And then I'm going to give you the Russian kid who played last year. Second round pick. He just did the same thing that Kaprizov did back in the day decks. He re-signed in the KHL, but I mean, okay. Um, Exactly. His name is spelled K-H-U-S-N-U-T-D-I-N-O-V. And I thought to myself, I got to find that pronunciation. <laughs> I got no clue. According to uh, Gord Miller, who calls the World Juniors for TSN, it's, Hus, it's Husnudinov. Husnudinov. Merit Husnudinov, who is supposed to be a big-time player, and he's very good. And then the last one is the Wilds' first-round pick from 2021, Jesper Wallstedt, who is Team Sweden's goaltender. Which one of those six intrigues you?
1: Give me the Husnudinov. Uh, oh, very of, good, Husnudinov. Uh, he looks like he might could be you know your classic Russian you know, player who could light it up in the KHL, and I'm sure has a hell of a shot. And you know, and, you know Kirill, be... Kirill, played pretty well at the Winter Olympics last time he was there, obviously too, helping. And it's like it's not a Russia, right? It's the Olympic Committee of Russia because Russia. That's weird for and, um.
0: That's the Olympics, and, but for this it's Russia.
1: But for for World Juniors it's Russia. Yeah, yes. so. <clears throat> I, th- I think Hunitsov, uh, whatever the devil Who's you want to call it. Husnudinov, I, I had a it right the perfect. first time. Uh, I want to watch him. I want to watch what he does. These Russian kids okay. are fun to watch, so I- I'm, I'm excited to see what he does.
0: And this could be uh, Kaprizov center for a long time, Mr. D- Dikoff. This could be Kaprizov's. Um, I am going to go with the first-round pick for 2021 because I think Cam Talbot is keeping the seat warm. Jesper Wolstedt, the Swedish goaltender, who I guess is very, very good. And, um, I am thinking that in a couple of years, it is probably Wallstedt is the top goaltender. Um, um, Kakanen is behind him perhaps, and Talbot is gone, but I am, I think the wild believes in its heart that it has found its top goaltender and he's going to be playing for team Sweden, by the way, NHL network, I believe carries just about every game. Yeah. It's marvelous. Do. It's fantastic. It is the hockey equivalent of, um, March madness and basketball. So
1: yeah, it's, it's close cool to, I, I like it. It's just, I don't stop I the masses and, and watch it. I, I get I up. I watch it. it. It's yeah. fine.
0: You know, that's funny because why would you allow Christmas time to interfere with your hockey watching?
1: Because other it's Christmas. It's Christmas. I, mean, I love Christmas. I'm not, I'm year. not like you. You're not, I'm not the Grinch hockey changes. Hockey changes no. constantly.
0: Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Boxing Day, December 26th. I'm pretentious. All right, Dex.
1: Tell right, people
0: sir. tell people how they can find more Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, and Declan Goff.
1: Yeah, uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel on Score North MN. We just hit over 10,000 subscribers a couple weeks ago earlier this month, so thank you for helping us out there. But if you like daily Minnesota sports entertainment on uh, the Vikings, Wolves, Wild, and more, uh, hit that subscribe button. We're obviously on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app. Head on over to the Score North app for everything Score North related, including Judd Zolgad's roundup. I love me a Zolgad roundup. He does it a couple times a week. Puts his little ear ear to the ground and figures that out what he's hearing, what ground. he's looking. Eyes yeah. on Google. So if um, if you like Minnesota sports content, hit the subscribe button right here on Score North MN. If you want Minnesota Vikings content seven days a week, head on over to Purple Daily, uh, where we pump out seven days a week Minnesota Vikings content. I, I uh, forgot one thing. Yes, sir.
0: I forgot I forgot to read.
1: Yeah, yes, you I did. Should,
0: I should work this in. So, Dr. De- Declan should. Goff, what have you noticed in the last two months about Judd Zolgad?
1: Uh, Judd Zolgad is a completely new man, not just mentally, which I've always wanted him to be, but also physically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, and Declan is right. A couple months ago, around 240, I was jowly. Like, I went back and looked. I was My face was so fat. I didn't feel good about myself. My pants, they were far too tight. Livia Weight Control Centers has helped me get my weight not only under control but to get down to about 210 200 pounds is the goal and the best part is they're going to to help me stay there limited time offer that i'm about to tell you about and i know i know it's the holiday coming but this offer ends this week so it's worth inquiring about it's the best deal save 50% off the program and your first visit is free 50% off the program 855 go l i v e a livia.com livia.com l i v e a 855 go livia do it today and feel better about yourself in 2022 take it away dex fast
1: shoot score did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with embark embark your dog with embark's dog dna test to get hundreds of actionable health insights You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Your story, it lives in River City where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story
0: lives.